Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewer Review Podcast. Uh, this is Craig, and joining me is my co-host Vince Stravato. How are you doing? Hey, Craig, I'm doing great. And uh, do we? Hey, Scotty and Chad, are they on? I assume here as well. Someday, someday soon. Hopefully, we'll get those guys back in the fold. Um, All but right. For now, so Milwaukee Brewers baseball 2023. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, the Brewers are about to embark on a homestand here. I'm hoping to go to uh, the second game of the homestand against the Orioles. Um, Burns on the bump uh, it's, uh, t- tomorrow night. So we're taping this on Wednesday. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, the, what is it, the 6th of June? Yeah. And so the Brewers just got off of the last road trip. They did just win the series in Cincinnati um, and the uh, I believe that they did have a winning road trip. Uh, what did they go four and three in Toronto and Cincinnati? Um, yeah. So successful at that. We're, we're kind of piecing this together. I guess I'll start by mentioning Julio Tehran had a third pretty quality start, even though we did lose yesterday's game. Uh, so he's been a welcome addition to the back of the of the rotation, so to speak, covering for injuries. Um, and then a couple of injury updates. Darren Ruff, uh, who hasn't had too many at-bats as a brewer, unfortunately broke, uh, or it was his kneecap or something, or fractured kneecap. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a fractured patella, so that's the kneecap. And you can see it happen on the, the metal grooves on that tarp. Um, yeah, so it's, it was a pretty gruesome injury. There was a lot of blood. I didn't, I didn't oh. necessarily think it was as bad, though, when it happened. I thought, you know, he got a nasty cut and would be day-to-day. And, well, it turns out that he had to be not only placed on the 10-day DL, which was the initial move, but then later transferred to the 60-day DL. Um, so, yeah, not 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 good for Darren Ruff. Yeah. Um, and so in an ensuing move, the Brewers would call up John Singleton from um, AAA, and he uh, was back in the major leagues after a long layoff. Um, and uh, so – his bat is welcome to the lineup. And then also so some more injury updates. Uh, Louis Arias uh, returned from his long DL, or sorry, IL stint. So he's back on, on the team. But unfortunately, they had to uh, designate for um, assignment or option, I should say, down uh, Mike Brassau, AAA, with that move. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, a couple of um, Eric Lauer, and uh, should should be on you know back in the fold here within a week or so I believe uh, he's on yep. a re- rehab assignment and then unfortunately Brandon Woodruff's return they're hoping he would return by the end of June I think he's been now pushed back to more around the All Star break so that's disheartening news um, so yeah I don't know overall the Brewers have been managing these tough waters and I, I, it's hard for, do you remember a campaign recently that the Brewers have had this many and this significant of injuries? Cause I certainly don't. Uh, not maybe to this extent. It seems like we're always a little bit more injury bitten than a lot of other teams. And I know that every fan base says that, but I really do think that the Brewers have been hit harder by injuries both this year and even the last couple of years than most other teams uh, in baseball, maybe outside the Mets, they seem to have a lot of injuries as well. But um, yeah, I, I, 
it, it, if you go up and down our lineup, it's like, okay, Urias is coming back, but Adamas is hurt. And, oh, we've got, you know, some depth now with Darren Ruff, and then he gets hurt. And it just keeps happening. So I, I don't know. I've, I've been actually pleasantly surprised, um, at least in the series in Cincinnati, with a couple other guys that you didn't mention yet, Craig, that did get called up because of injuries in the past week. Uh, Andrew Monasterio and uh, Blake Perkins returned to Milwaukee. Monasterio was making his big league debut after a kind of a neat story. He's been a career minor leaguer and spent, you know, I think the last two or three seasons in the Brewers uh, organization and, and was able to come up and uh, collect uh, his first major league hits and home run uh, in the Cincinnati series. And Blake Perkins had a nice grand slam on Saturday's uh, big win in Cincinnati as well. It turned out we needed those runs. Yeah, it, does, it, it, it certainly did. And so, no, just such freaky accidents. I mean, uh, I should mention Willie Domish should be coming back somewhat soon, too, probably within the week. Um, but, I mean, talking about Willie getting hit in the face with a line drive in the dugout. You're talking about Ruff hit, running into a tarp, um, breaking his knee. And and even for our podcast, I mean, Scott being involved yeah. in that bizarre um, grilling accident <laughs> with the – well, he was making the ribs or whatever – um yeah i mean his vocal cords are pretty shredded <laughs> at this point but uh once he's once he recovers from that um i hope he'll be back get him, get him off off of the brooker view aisle for sure um, yeah it, and and thanks to his interns uh fantasia and and silk who are you know performing their duties as, as necessary here on the podcast but um yeah i i think the brewers have been injury bitten uh it certainly seems that way this year i think that there's been you know uh even other weird in injuries, like before he was released, and that's another transaction we have to update here on our, our show, Luke Voigt um, had a weird neck injury. And, uh, yeah, Jesse Winker, has a ne he's currently on the disabled list with a neck injury. We've got, you know, three guys, maybe more, uh, if you counted depth guys like Ashby and, and Jason Alexander on our, our from our starting rotation on the disabled list, along with Lauer and Woodruff and Wade Miley. And, yeah, it just seems like one thing after another. I know that – um, even our bullpen has been hit with Matt Bush being on the DL. Um, just a number of guys. It's a long, long, long list. I Glad mean, to see you reaffect. Things have changed from the 90s. I mean, you can't even throw a gold chain around your neck without without sustaining some kind of neck injury these days. So, I mean, yeah, unbelievable. Um, but, no, the Brewers are hanging in there. And um, I know we're, we're, we're jostling for first place with the Pittsburgh Pirates of all teams. Um, and kudos to them. I mean, that. They brought back Andrew McCutcheon, uh, who spent some time, of course, with the Brewers a season uh, or so ago, or a couple of seasons ago. And uh, he's having a little bit of a resurgence uh, back at his old stomping grounds in Pittsburgh. And they've really had a breakout in there. And Mitch Keller, a longtime uh, pitching prospect, who's really pitched almost like an NL Cy Young so far this year. So, I mean, but with that being said, uh, my, my concern still lies with the St. Louis Cardinals, who are not really, they had a decent beginning month of uh, or uh, or I should say a decent month of May after a horrible April but now back here in June they're not really doing they're not faring so well in fact the Pirates I think went in and swept them um, recently so I mean that's all good news I think for Brewer fans overall um, and obviously the Cubs and the Reds aren't quite there for as contenders yet I don't believe uh, and, and so I still feel like the, this is definitely our division for the taking, but we've, we've got to get healthy and we've got to, you know, possibly, you know, make some additions to this ball club in some form or another to, um, you know, make our offense more proficient and consistent, I guess, overall. We seem to be really susceptible but, to left-handers, 
overall. Yeah, and, exactly. And and we've always, I don't know if it's ever since uh, I was a youth, but it seems like rookie pitchers, especially ones making their major league debut or whatever, like just have their way with the Milwaukee Brewers. So just, we, yeah, it's just like a rookie left-hander then came at us in the fourth game of the uh, Red Series. And I'm like, oh, we have no chance against this guy. And that was absolutely correct. I think we had one hit in six innings or something. So absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, I will say that Abbott's a pretty well, you know, positioned prospect. I think he's going to be a pretty decent pitcher. But yeah, you're correct. It seems like as Brewer fans, we can also always pencil certain things in on the calendar, uh, struggle against lefties, bad West Coast road trips, and uh, any pitcher making his big league debut, not going to go well for the Brew Crew, um, and that you will be upset in the draft. Those are the the kind of cardinal, and at the trade deadline, those are the sort of the five things that um, I look forward to <laughs> every every season on some level. So, yeah, it's uh, just things we have to deal with as Brewer fans. Yeah, certainly. Um, so, yeah, luckily, um, Corbin Burns has been staying healthy. Freddie Peralta, you know, he's had a little bit of a rough patch here. Um, but like I said, some other guys are stepping up. Adrian Hauser has been pitching fairly well. And Julio um, Tejeron has been a nice addition, like I mentioned. Um, from the offensive side of things, it's like it really feels like we need a shot in the arm from somewhere. And you mentioned uh, Monasterio or whatever, and uh, Singleton still really hasn't gotten in a groove. But you never know. We can get some contributions from from some of these new guys. Um, it really just seems like we're cycling through a bunch. I mean, I don't know how many different starting lines we've had this year, um, or even different. Uh, yeah. The on top of the number of different people on the twenty five man roster, it seems like it's been a lot. Yeah, it has. And um, and I know Scotty's interns can do some research on this, but um, there was another stat that they brought to my attention earlier this week, and that is that for the first time. I believe in Brewers team history, every player on the Brewers 40 man roster was either uh, had had played in the big leagues this year or was on the disabled list, every single player. So there was no, there was nobody that was playing uh, or that there was nobody that was on the 40 man that was not, has not appeared in a Brewers uniform at some point during the year or who wasn't injured. So yeah, it, it was a weird, weird. And again, this almost, a, this, this almost, this almost, this is, I think, mostly due to injury and, and other ridiculous, you know, rotational corner infield type stuff. But uh, if you really look at it, step back and look at it, it's like that same Rays philosophy where, like, when they when they construct as an organization their forty man roster, they're really looking to use every person on that forty man at some point during the season, and, and it's almost like a competitive advantage. I don't think that this is necessarily the Brewers' case this year, but if you look at how the Rays use. Um, you know, guys with options and, the, you know, they'll bring up fresh bullpen arms and use them or, you know, fresh starters, spot starters, whatever. Um, and and then, then they'll send them down, you know, for more work or whatever. And, and that they'll really utilize the guys in their 40 man a lot throughout the course of a season. And and if you see the Rays this year, they're, they're having phenomenal success and they've really been a perennial playoff team for, for quite a while now. And I, I really think that the Brewers brass of Arnold and Stearns who both both came from the Rays organization have, have carried over a summer philosophy where they really want to have a strong 40 man roster, really interested in versatility and depth, especially in the offensive positions and guys emerge. Like if you look at a guy like Owen Miller, I mean, to start the season, he was kind of buried on the depth chart. I, I was like, I like this guy, but I don't know if he's gonna get very much at bats. And if you look where he can play, he's like all over the infield. He's even playing some outfield for us. 
And now with the DH, I mean, we can get his bat and line up almost any day at some fashion. Obviously, injuries add to that. Uh, but, you know, yeah. if, if you're a good player on the 40-man roster, you're going to get some opportunities if you're with a, a ball club like the Brewers or the, or the Rays, you know, as examples. So, Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it seems like the Brewers have kind of adopted a lot of the Rays mentality. I think that you've seen that in some of the starting rotation uh, decisions over the past few years. But overall, it, it is. I think, especially just due to injuries at this point, I think that, um, you know, for an organization that prides itself on depth, uh, and you hear that word routinely used by the Brewers front office, um, you also are seeing that severely tested. So it is proving the need for that depth. Um, I, I, for one, am shocked at the amount of depth our starting rotation had going into the year and how that has already been not only tested, but we've had to add to that depth and thank goodness for Julio Tehran I I want to I know you mentioned it briefly Craig but I do want to you know give some props to him he he's he's made three appearances as a, as a brewer so far his win-loss record is one and two but um his he's sitting at a let's see his ERA is 1.56 at this point um in his three starts that's with with over 17 innings pitched um so I I have been impressed he's actually a fun guy to watch too I really enjoy watching him pitch I think that um, I think that he may be a guy that the Brewers will leave in the rotation uh, in some capacity, even after guys do start to return from injuries, um, you know, and certainly he'll be part of that mix uh, going on throughout the course of the season. So, yeah, I, I've been very impressed with him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what a great pick. I mean, it couldn't have come at a better time um, because the Brewers were in desperate need. In fact, we, in the, uh, we still have Colin Ray in our rotation, and uh, obviously we're hoping for some better health from um, some of our, um, you know, starters. And obviously getting Woodruff back will be huge for us when that happens. Unfortunately, like yep. I mentioned, it'll be pushed push back a little bit. So um, overall, I, I also just like a little minor league update. I saw Robert Gasser had a really nice start, his last start out um, at AAA. So he might also be a rotation option at some point. Um Jackson Trio, obviously our best prospect, has uh, had a rough go to the start of the season, but he's really rebounded. Um, and I think because of his rough start, I, I would be shocked if we see him this year. Uh, possible still, but I, I think he'll definitely be a contributor at some point for, for the Brewers next season. It's still a shot, depending on uh, if we continue with this rid ridiculous injury injury theme for this year obviously he could make his way up here but he's not currently on the 40 man so um yeah it's just like one of those things but obviously um yeah it's definitely uh the brewer's farm system will have to be used in some fashion possibly even have to be dipped into at the trade deadline to improve the major league club and um if, if we're hanging around like this as contenders for the nl central as i fully expect us to uh, and just in a month and a half, whatever, like, um, I, I think the Brewers will be players at some form at, um, at the trade deadline. Uh -oh. And I, I don't know if you saw this come right. up. Vince. Set yourself up for disappointment again. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I don't know why we always think that every season, but it seems like the MO of the front office is to do things to not improve the team at the deadline. And we all got so severely disappointed last year with the with the uh, Josh Hader trade to the Padres and then not picking up anybody else to help the team outside of Matt Bush. And here we go again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but with it, I don't know if you saw this article come up, but um, it was stated that the the Brewers do not plan. Now, no, Willie Damas, 
Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, arguably our three best players um, on the team, are all due to become free agents at the end of the 2024 season. Um, with that being said, um, they're now a year, we still have a year and a half control of them, which is the same amount that uh, Josh Hader had when we traded him uh, last trade deadline. So the Brewers brass got out in front of it and said that they do have no plans on trading either of those big three guys there at this year's trade deadline. Um, talking to Scott before he lost his vocal cords, he kind of thinks that that's just something that they're putting out there now. And if the Brewers do not do well in the next month, they can always say, oh, well, we changed our mind or whatever. But what what are your thoughts on that statement? Do you think that's something they're really going to stick behind and that they're really hopeful that they're going to make a run into the playoffs this year because of that? Well, I, I don't know that Scott's really following it, given his lack of interest in baseball at this point. But I do think that um, I did speak to our anonymous source, uh, Tom Carter, and he, as you know, has worked for the team for many years. And he said that that's sort of a front. He thinks that the Brewers, um, they were surprised. They were genuinely surprised by the fans' reaction, the negative reaction that they received after the Josh Hader trade last year. I um, mean, here we are again, a first place team going to the deadline. Not a great team. Uh Yet, you know, I think that there's potential to be a better team than we're showing, but, you know, still a team that is, well, I guess we're not technically on top of our division. We're a half game back, but, you know, right, certainly in the mix and in the, in the, the pennant chase that has these guys under cost control. My guess is, is that they're going to stand pat at the deadline, not trade these guys and not do anything uh, to improve the team, to be honest, either. So um, that's, you know, we're sitting in, in early June still at this point. So lots of time between now and the deadline to, to see that change one way or the other, I, I, I would be surprised uh, if they do end up trading Burns, or I, I should say Adamus at this point. Burns, I, you know, he just looks like he doesn't want to be here. Quite frankly, um, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion that he's not going to resign with the team um, because of how things played out in the arbitration process. Um, and, and again, that's what our anonymous source Tom Carter told us. And I, I just, I just find that he's if anyone's going to go i think it's him but um i don't think that we're there yet and i i'd be surprised if he was moved this year at the deadline but i i, I certainly don't think that the brewers are going to be hyper aggressive at the deadline this year either it's just not how they operate and we get you know the no. same, same message and i don't even know that we really have the the key prospects outside of trio who are obviously not going to trade uh, to even be super big players. We're not, I don't think we're going to land any big names or whatever, but I think that there'll be, you know, tinkering type of improvements and additions to the lineup, uh, especially on offense and bullpen um, to help the team out, I would say. So I just don't, I don't think that we're at this point going to go any type of huge sell-off mode uh, this season. Next off season and next trade deadline, I think all bets are off. Uh, obviously, with those, yeah. as a small market team, you can't let all three of those guys walk with without getting something in compensation for them. Um, and and of course, there's a good, there's still a chance we could sign any of those well, guys to longer term deals before that that point. Obviously. Well, you can you can you can actually let them walk. You can. I think it's okay to let them walk. If if we're in first place, for instance, next year, I think it's totally fine to take your chances with them in the playoffs and maybe take a stab at signing one of them and see what happens. I, I would not trade anybody if we're leading the division next year at the deadline and these guys are pitching well for us or Willie in Willie Thomas's case hitting well for us. I, I, I think that the whole point of having good players is to make runs to the postseason. So no, I, I think there is a definite scenario where you let them all walk and um, 
that's if we're playing well. So I, I'd be totally fine with that scenario. Well, I do agree with that as, as a good strategy uh, or, or a viable strategy, even for a small market team, with the fact that Major League Baseball still has in place um, the whole, you know, offering them offering them a, um, you get compensation if, if they turn down your qualifying offer or, um, you know, as impending free agents or whatever. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. So yeah, obviously we'll see where we're at next, next, uh, season at the trading deadline, but yeah, definitely. I think the Brewer fans do not have to worry that there's good. There's not, I guess the main point is we don't foresee as recruiter here or, or the Brewers brass are saying that, I don't foresee a Josh Hader 2.0 happening this season. Um, I, I'm pretty sure of that. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm not predicting it either, but yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, you know, I, this, honestly, I, I love the Brewers, but their approach to the deadline is, is just not good and it hasn't been good. And maybe that's a David Stern thing. I think he had one, one decent deadline in 2018. And even that was a little bit mixed because he expended resources and time on Jonathan's scope. I understand why it was done, but um, you know, I, I liked Mike Mustak is coming in. I liked Curtis Granderson coming in. I liked Xavier Cedeno and Joaquin Soria and other guys that we got. I, I think that every other deadline outside of 2018 though was pretty atrocious actually for the Brewers. And um, I don't know what, to expect for this one under Matt Arnold's direction. Well, and, so we'll see. With that track rec- record, maybe they should consider changing their approach. <laughs> but we shall see. Yeah, I hope so. And, may- and maybe that's maybe that's exactly what happens. I mean, and and that that could very well be precisely what occurs. I mean, that maybe they've learned some of the lessons from the past, and and you know, certainly, I think that the team did hear loud and clearly from fans about why you shouldn't be trading a guy like Josh Hader when you're in first place, um, especially when he still had another year and a half to becoming a free agent. I, I I certainly think that that resonated when we had three or four guys in the clubhouse, you know, making their views known on this. And I still, to this day, don't think that we've really replaced that. I think that we've got a great should be all-star closer in Devin Williams, but what we're not able to replace is that eighth inning production from Williams to get to hater. So we're, you know, still missing that eighth inning guy that can get us to a dominant closer. And we've never really recovered from that part of the trade. So I'm hopeful that, you know, if we're going to look at anything at the deadline, I would hope that it's probably a, a dominant late inning reliever. And um, obviously we need to do something with our offense because we've proven time and again, that we can't hit left-handers. So um has to be some changes made on that front too. Yep. So, all right, Brewer fans, hopefully you get out there. Uh, it's beautiful weather here in Wisconsin or on the June docket. Obviously, it's the upcoming home set. We got the Orioles and the A's, and they'll be – we go to Minnesota for a couple of games and come back for another six-game homestand against the Pirates and Diamondbacks. So, again, uh, not a huge – super tough month at home, but I, obviously some of those these teams are kind of surprisingly um, – like the Orioles are in second place and, the, uh, and are, I think, overachieving in the AL, AL East – A's are atrocious, but then the Pirates obviously are, are neck and neck with us. And then the Diamondbacks also are, are basically neck and neck with the Dodgers and NL West. So got some tough games, but I think those are some exciting young, young teams on the upswing and uh, it'll be, it'll be exciting. Twins to come too. What's that? Yeah. Twins, twins, twins too. And the AL Central are playing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it should be an interesting month and hopefully the Brewers can stay competitive and uh, have a finish up with a nice month of June. So all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, 
Brewer fans. Uh, Vince, I don't know if you want to throw that, uh, throw out all yeah. the info. Yeah, remember to give us a follow on Twitter, Brewer Review One. Uh, continue to send us your email questions. We will get to them on one of these episodes. To Scotty, um, you can email Scott at Brewer Review Podcasts with an S at gmail.com. I'm sure he's checking that avidly. And then um, uh, we will hopefully get your questions very shortly. All right, sounds good. Well, hopefully uh, you and uh, Lena make your way back to Wisconsin at some point this summer so we can check out a Brewer game together. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, stay classy, Wisconsin, and go Brewers. Go Brewers. Do, 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 do.